0: Hill knows that when we eat
1: well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill.
2: Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Balance. It's a word we use all the time, especially in the health field. We talk about balancing our work and home lives. We talk about balancing our macronutrients. We talk about balancing our stress. But clients frequently tell me that talking about balance and achieving balance are two very different things. And balance can be difficult, but it doesn't have to be. You can live the life you want. And today, Dr. Sanjay Jain otherwise known as the Balance Guy, is here to help you learn to integrate the key areas of time, energy, and social experience to create this balance. So let's get right to it. Dr. Jane, are you there?
3: Hi, Kelly. How are you doing?
2: I am wonderful. How are you today?
3: I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself?
2: Fabulous, fabulous. Well, I want to take a quick second and make sure that we give you a good introduction. Uh, We're joined in this topic by Dr. Sanjay Jain. Dr. Jain represents a new wave of thought leadership and expertise development, not only from his medical practice as a doctor and his master's of business degree in financial education, but also his life experiences. Dr. Jain is a U.S.-trained board-certified physician with over 15 years of clinical experience he has certifications in diagnostic radiology, integrative medicine, and healthcare quality and management. He is the author of the upcoming book, *Optimal Living 360: Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life*. Look for it in February 2014 from Greenleaf Publishing at Barnes and Noble or pre-order now at Amazon.com. You can follow Dr. Jane on Twitter at Sanjay Jane. MD. I'm going to spell that out for you. S-A-N-J-A-Y-J-A-I-N-M-D. Or visit his website, sanjayjainmd.com. Okay, well, let's get right to it. Did I miss anything? Because you are called the balance guy. How did you get that nickname?
3: Yeah, it's funny you ask, Kelly. I did not name myself, so I want to let me preface that. (laughs) (laughs) So it it actually happened that uh, when I wrote the book, I didn't even have that moniker in my head as much as some of the people who read my book said. Well, you know, you talk about so many different topics, and you talk about this and this and this, and they all are interconnected, and. Uh, some one of my editors said, "You know, you are the balance guy. I've read a lot of your uh, manuscripts, but no, I've after what I've read, you are the balance guy." And it and I didn't really it didn't really register to me until it sort of stuck, and so I, I started. You know what? Okay, I'll, I'll run with it for a little bit. So, uh, but you know what? It's really uh, it's a term that people get sometimes get confused with, and uh, what does that mean? Balance, and so. I kind of want to com- compare it to like getting a car realigned. When you get your wheels aligned, and the so the automatic uh, automatic mechanic says, you know what, your wheel your wheels need to be rebalanced. You know, like whenever you, when you drive a car, your car kind of swerves to the right or swerves to the left, and it's not going straight. It's kind of like your life. It's kind of swerving but not going straight. And you know, when the mechanic says, you know what, we need to re- uh, realign your tires, and this is what I some analogy that I like to use, you know, realign your life. So that's kind of one analogy you can put in terms of balancing your life. Well,
2: so what what, do, what are you talking about when you say realign? Now, most of the time, of course, I talk always through the lens of nutrition and I would love it if everything in life actually would be resolved by nutrition. I'd have great job security forever, but obviously that's not true. We have there's a lot more factors when it comes into to creating that optimal health. So when you're talking about realigning, give us an idea of what you mean by that.
3: Well, I I look at life in terms of different buckets, and so and I call those buckets the, the assets in life, the core assets in life. And so I create an acronym that kind of defines what these core assets are. And so this acronym is, is titled ASPIRES, A-S-P-I-R-E-S. And so the acronym A stands for assets, S is safety, P is physical, I, intellectual, R, relationships, E, economic, and S for spiritual. So that's sort of like our whole category of different assets in life that it's important to balance. One thing is connected to the other. When one thing is affected, it sort of has a domino effect with everything else. So I hope that helps clarify that.
2: Sure, it does. So, So can you explain this theory a little bit about the core assets in life?
3: Absolutely. So if you ever had a financial planner and they kind of go over your financial plan of okay, you have some stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and cash. And you get to – I don't know if you remember those pie charts that you see. They kind of put it together when you're maybe at the age of 20. They say invest more in stocks, and as you get older, kind of have more of your investment in cash. So mm-hmm. I kind of envision or kind of use another analogy where I see that same – they call it the asset allocation where, okay, well, you know, these are are the different portfolios, but I kind of look at – the assets and life allocation. So we got the safety allocation, the physical allocation, the relationship allocation, and that can change in life. So when you're younger, uh, maybe in college, you're going to have to use a lot of those brain cells, you know, studying for uh, exams, so that intellectual asset's really kicked in there. And so when you're in your maybe in your middle age, and you really have a kid, you know, have that job, you've got the economic asset going. But throughout, you need that physical asset, and you know, uh, that nutritional part. You got to be uh, uh, on top of your nutrition throughout. You know, whole life. So I sort of look at that in that lens in terms of asset allocation. Uh, and when they say portfolio rebalance, well, I look at the life rebalance. So uh, there's many different analogies you can use, but I, in some work for some people, uh, and some work for the other people. So I really try to frame it in a way it makes it easy to understand.
2: Okay, if you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing how to create a balanced lifestyle with Dr. Sanja Jain, author of The Optimal Living Three, three 360. Make sure I get that out right. Optimal Living 360, smart decision-making for a balanced life. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Of course, you can learn more from Dr. Jane by visiting his website, sanjayjanemd.com. If you need help, visit my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can sign up for free weekly nutrition tips or become a member and receive nutrition counseling through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. So I want to go back, Dr. Jane, to what you were saying here. So do you think that these buckets, as you call them, these core aspect assets in life, um, are, they're not all equal, it sounds like, although they all need to be maintained and, and, and taken care of, it doesn't sound like they're all necessarily... Um, Exactly
3: equal buckets. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, a lot of people think, okay, does it have to be equal? A lot of people think balance. Everything has to be exactly equal. How do you quantify equal? That's, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Like, okay, how does how do I actually balance something and put everything in an equal fashion? And really, that's not. It's more of a metaphor, and it's not really like, okay, we're going to put twenty, 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 twenty in every little category. That's not the whole point. The point is to make sure that these areas are receiving the attention they deserve, and in certain areas uh, you 're going to have to give it a little bit more in certain stages in life for example you have to give it a little bit more attention uh, in a certain area than you would in other stage of life so um, if you 're a professional athlete, the number one thing you' got to focus on is really taking care of that body that 's your that 's your uh, uh living that 's your uh Something that you got to really take care of, and when you're a student, then you know that getting that mind part of it going. So it has a it varies, but at the end of the day, it should all be, I would say, like going back to our balance kind of put it together in a way so everything is in conformity.
2: So I wrote an article many years ago talking about how we forget to focus on the big picture in our life, and we get get kind of caught up in the small little deal details and ultimately run out of time or energy to ca- take care of the big items that we really intended to focus on. It, how do you see that type of concept playing in here? Because it sounds like it does.
3: It, well, it definitely does. And we, we get so focused on the small little tidbits and forget the big picture. And, and I, I, I completely agree with you is that if without – it's like, um, you know – you got, you got, you need a road, people need a roadmap in life. And, it's, you know, you got to know which continent you're on. Then you got to know which country you're in. Then you got to know which city you're in. And, you know, to be put in a situation where you don't know the big picture and how things are interconnected, it, people kind of lose focus uh, on what they're trying to do. So you can be very focused on one area, but you completely lose focus on, oh, you know what, that's important too, but I didn't really think about it. So my whole point is to kind of bring that big picture out there and so that people understand that, hey, you know what, as much as these things are important, other things are important as well, and they're all interconnected.
2: Well, and yeah, if you neglect any one of them, I, a lot of what I talk about with my my clients is what we call a, a three-legged or four-legged stool, and we talk about how you know, if you're not paying attention to any one of these, the the leg will, the stool will just fall o- fall over. You have to be focusing, although not all the time on everything. You can't let any one piece uh, completely be ignored, and that sounds exactly like what you're discussing here.
3: Absolutely, and I love your analogy. I love that uh, three legged stool analogy, and I think that's it's wonderful how you frame that in, into uh, a way of balancing it and I, I actually love I, I think you mentioned how it fits into your nutrition too so no this is uh, that's exactly what it's important for people to understand that one thing does affect another, and trying to keep maintaining that uh, uh delicate balance, so to speak, is very important.
2: Do you think then that our, does the ultimate goal of our life then make a difference when we're realigning these assets?
3: Absolutely. Well, the thing when we're, when we realign, what we're trying to do is trying to get ourselves in a situation where if something's off kilter, kind of put it back in its right path, whether it's sometimes... You can't recognize that yourself. Sometimes it takes someone else to, to show you that or see that uh, from a distance. But it's really important for personal growth to improve. And to and sometimes to improve, it either takes uh, self-awareness or to take someone else from outside that uh, circle that you're in to kind of look at you and say, hey, you know what, this is something that needs to be changed. So these are all important things to help improve the overall wellness of some somebody's life or you know, relationships or whatever you want to call it.
2: Well, let that sounds like the perfect time to take a quick break. We've been discussing balance today by focusing on uh, what a lot of the pieces of what Dr. Jane is calling his core assets in life. And, Coming up next, we're going to continue talking about this. I, I, we've got so much more to talk about. Make sure that you look for his upcoming book, Optimal Living 360, Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Don't forget to sign up for your chance to win the free sugar control detox program that is being offered right now on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Of course, feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at the right plan. Also, you can catch this show at your convenience by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listening on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can also become a member and receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about how to find balance in your life. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the vibrant you. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New you Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreats. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreats to reserve your seat today. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, the right plan features a nutritional or innovative product like the ECO lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. therightnutritionplan.com giveaway.
0: us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn
1: you're listening to eat well to live well with your host kelly hill if you have a question for kelly you can email her at eat to live at the right now let's get back to kelly hill
2: Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about how to find balance in our lives. Joining us on this topic is Dr. Sanjay Jain. He represents this new wave of thought leadership and expertise that he's bringing not only a piece from medical practice as well as masters of business information. So we've got this this combination of info that's all coming out in his upcoming book, Optimal Living 360, Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Remember, you can follow Dr. Jane on Twitter at Sanjay Jane MD or visit his website sanjayjane.md.com. So, I, as I was looking over some of the information in your upcoming book, you uh, create a technique called integrative decision making. Could you give us a brief overview regarding this system?
3: Absolutely. So, uh, what I call integrative decision making, it's another way of thinking about how to solve a problem, and it's a problem that can be anything in life it could be something as simple as uh, where do I want to travel or what do I want to eat or anything like that and I incorporate the core life assets that I mentioned earlier, the aspires uh, uh, acronym that I provided so this whole decision making model kind of goes through a, does like a seven step process to under, to make a decision basically, and some people can go through this systematically and once they go through it, they can actually make a choice that would make sense in their life. And the whole bottom line is, you know, life isn't a cookie cutter process. So when one, Advisor tells you one thing. Sometimes they lose track of the other parts. And I'll give you an example. Um, I had a real estate agent tell me, "Hey, you know, this house is wonderful. You know, this is a great, great buy." Well, from their real estate agent's perspective, it's a great deal. But they never asked the question of, "Well, how is it going to affect me mentally? Am I able to mentally?" Uh, maintain a house. Am I physically able to go out there and do two acres of land, or am I? Is this fit in with my community needs? So they, those are the questions that they can't really answer. It's what you can only answer. So I, I've, I went through these things in life where you know what. I'm I'm getting some great advice, but they're not really asking a question that I really need to be answered. So so this whole decision making process, integrative decision making, kinda of goes through systematically uh to make a decision that's best for you. So the the I'm gonna quickly mention a seven step process. Uh the first thing is to define the problem, you know, what's the goal, the objective, uh what is the target, what do you want to achieve? The second step is to frame the problem, and the way I have uh would well, like to frame is using the aspires. So, taking each aspect safety, physical, intellectual, relationships, kind of write those down and kind of go through each category. Well, how does this problem affect each of these assets? How does it affect my relationships? How does it affect me physically? How does it affect me spiritually? And then, once you get all the options. They from uh, going through it, you collect all the data, collect all the information you can, and just sit there and analyze it. Okay, this is all the information I've collected. And once you go through a process of elimination, you make the decision. And then once you make your decision, you uh, the hardest thing in making a decision is committing to it and executing it. And uh, that's a lot of times what we have uh, today are problems like, you know what, here's a great nutrition plan, here's a great diet plan. It's all great. But if you don't execute it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh-huh. So that that's an important thing uh, that I try to emphasize. And after you go through it, whether you're successful or even if you failed, kind of debrief yourself. You know, what have I learned and what, what could I have done better? So it's, it's a seven-step process that I quickly kind of uh, go through. Uh, I'm mentioning now, but there's many ways to go through it and apply it. And so um, – I I definitely encourage someone to try it at least once and see if they're comfortable with it. And I've had some good success with it myself. And after a while, it becomes second nature. You don't even have to go through writing things down.
2: Wow, that's always helpful. But it's probably a good start to walk through that process and and write it down, I would think. Absolutely. So you've said, and this is a a quote, um, the consequences of our choices will lay the foundation for our overall well-being. I, I love that that comment. Um can you but you, can you explain what you meant by this?
3: Well, I guess this goes back to my physics class. For every action, there's a reaction. Um I, I'm not sure if uh that was going back to my college and uh, high school days. Uh not that I remember any other physics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um so the whole point is that for everything you do, there's going to be some consequence to it. And so And you have to pay the consequences, whether it's for the good or for the bad. And so um, you might have immediate gratification of something, but then you're going to pay the price later. You know, I'm guilty. I used to be guilty of my diet. I used to have bad diet habits. And I didn't know about those until, you know, things came to a front with, oh, you know, getting your blood checked. And all of a sudden I'm finding my cholesterol kind of going up a little bit, my sugar starting to climb a little bit. I knew I had to do something immediately. And so, you know, like for example, I'm starving and I see that donut sitting right in front of me. My mouth is watering. I want to just bite into that. And back in the day, I would just scarf it down and within like three seconds flat, it would just be in my stomach. And um, and I didn't know what the consequence of that decision was going to be. And over time, uh, you know, my weight was starting to increase. Um, you know, and so things were going not in the right direction for me. So you find it strange, but as a doctor, I was probably my own worst patient because I didn't even have those good habits myself. And so, you know, when you're getting the blood test, I'm like, oh, you know, my my lipids are sort of climbing up, my sugar. This is not this is not good. And so, this is a consequence I had to live with, and that was tough. And so, and, and, and even to even today, uh, once I've straighten my life you know that's kind of like what's actually inspired me to write the book is kind of having to straighten my own life and so uh, I realized well you know that donut's sitting there what's the consequence of that well you know for that split 10 second of gratification it's going to take me that one hour to burn those calories so not only do I have to burn it that's going to one hour of my life I lose or if I don't do that then you know then you know, the, all my body chemistry goes out of whack. So I think the whole point of that was to emphasize that for whatever choices you make in life, there's going to be some uh, consequence. And, I, and, I, and I, I made some really good choices, and I think I'm really benefiting from the consequences, you know, of having lost weight and watching my cluster go down, things like that. So I've actually seen both sides of the equation.
2: That's fantastic. I like the fact that you're not eating the donut from my perspective. (laughs)
3: Absolutely. I know that.
2: (laughs) Uh, If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing how to create a balanced lifestyle with Dr. Sanjay Jain, author of the Optimal Living 360 Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life book that will be due out in February. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Of course, you can learn more from Dr. Jain by visiting his website, sanjayjanemd.com. If you need any other help, visit my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can sign up for free weekly nutrition tips or become a member and receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. So I want to come back to the consequence piece because I think one of the pieces that people... Um, not just in nutrition, but throughout life, um, you know, we under. I think most of the time people eventually understand that there's a consequence to their action. But um, you talked about the you know eating the donut in three seconds or whatever it was, and I think one of the things that people don't do when they're trying to create balance is they understand there may be the physical consequence, but sometimes we're still going to choose to eat the donut for whatever reason, and at that point then we also have to understand the consequence of taking the time to enjoy the fact that we're making this decision, not having guilt with it, you know, recognizing it for what it is and allowing it to happen in a way that still can create balance and health in our life, even when we're not necessarily making the right choice right off the top.
3: No, I agree. I think that's uh, you make a great point. And sometimes you might be in a situation where you might be faced with a situation where you have to make a, a decision, but you know what? There's ways to rectify that, and and uh, you know, you're not. And one of the hardest problems, at least in our society, is is what's available, and we have mm-hmm. things in diets that you know aren't necessarily helpful to our community, our our, our society, and uh, and we've had this huge obesity crisis, and it's not. Necessarily, the fault of the consumer, the people who are out there. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do, but the ingredients that are out there, um, you know, some of the the sugars and the quantities and, and the the additives and things like that. It just and and a lot of the people aren't aware of that. I think what you're doing, I I really I'm I'm really impressed with the, some of the work you've done, is Thank to you. make that awareness out there.
2: Well, yeah, we can't make a good choice if we don't understand the choice. Absolutely. Uh, That's, uh, I think, a big part. Well, I want to start breaking down some of your core assets. We won't go through all of them, but a couple of them jumped out at me because I know that – there, people bristle a little bit when we talk about spirituality. And, and although when I talk about the three- and four-legged stool analogy, we do talk about the concept of spir- spirituality, not necessarily meaning organized religion, but rather a connectedness to other people. Where, where do you find this type of spirituality fits in with your, your core assets and, and health in general?
3: well i 've had a little bit of a life roller coaster when it comes to this whole spirituality aspect uh, and i I agree it 's not necessarily a religious thing more it is to feel the connectedness and that 's the whole idea because it, what it does is uh, it gives someone hope a peace of mind and it gives them some it's almost like some something that's comforting, like a blanket of warmth that kind of gives you some comfort. And some people really uh, live, you know, thrive off of that and, 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 you know, really gain courage and a lot of uh, build self-esteem from that. And if it's, and if it's helpful, why not? You know, and, and, uh, and I think what's happened in society is that people kind of view that whole thing uh, bristle, as you said, because they look at what's the negativity of oh well, this religion they're strict on this. And uh, I don't know if I'm emphasizing religion, organized religion, as much as more of the connectedness, as you mentioned. And and people in the media, they, they you know, what gets attention is all the negativity, but what. Doesn't get attention is what's probably pretty boring on TV. Is oh well, this guy's pretty connected or she's connected, but we don't want to watch it on TV. We want to see all the uh, all the all the violence and all uh, and other stuff. So I think sometimes people get a little bit of a uh, a disconnect of what the whole purpose is, and I think the purpose is to kind of give you that peace of mind and to give you that uh, sense of serenity that you can find from uh, spirituality. So, and, it, and it's not meant to take away. And the whole point of it is not to be uh, obsessive about it. You hear about some of the extremists. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just just enough to kind of keep your life where you're not sacrificing your health, you're not sacrificing your family, you're not sacrificing other things in life, but you're using it to supplement, not to Subs, not to substitute or to sacrifice the other aspects. If that makes sense.
2: It does, and I think it's a good point. I, we have you know twenty four hour news web networks now on multiple stations, and and the internet, and and what makes good media is polarizing uh, stories. And so you're right; the it's not as interesting to read if everybody's getting along and everybody loves each other. It would and be well, a nice yeah. story.
3: <laughs> Wouldn't get much ratings, that's for sure.
2: No, it really wouldn't, unfortunately. Uh, well, this is an important topic when it comes to finding and ma- maintaining our optimal health, and we're hearing it from Doctor Sanjay Jain. Learn more at sanjayjainmd.com, where you can order his book "Optimal Living 360: Decision Making Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life." Again, his website is uh, sanjayjainmd.com. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y J-A-I-N md.com we'll be back to continue with the fascinating topic of balance with dr jane you're listening to eat well to live well with me your host kelly hill
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Better than an Apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier. Saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits. And with the Right Plan Nutrition online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at the slash membership Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. rightnutritionplan.com. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health Using Nutrient-Dense Whole Foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. This new book? Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. rightplannutrition.com slash book. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill.
2: Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. We can continue our discussion about balancing our lives with Dr. Sanjay Jain, author of Optimal Living 360 Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Well, I was breaking down a few of your core assets in life, and you have a whole chapter in your book about one's return on investment on safety. What type of, I'm assuming we're not talking about climbing up a ladder to change a light bulb safety. What type of safety are you discussing when you're talking about safety in the aspect of realigning your body and
0: life?
3: Well, uh, it's, safety can be so broad and it's almost impossible to. you can have uh, literally volumes and volumes of books on just safety alone and so I had to really kind of tone it down in terms of what I wanted to focus on so in the book I mentioned I kind of it. you got the environmental safety such as you know air pollution the carbon monoxide all those hazardous waste the lead poisoning so the pesticides those are sort of the environmental things out there that are uh, part of the safety category and then you got the the other aspects of safety which I don't really go into but I do mention uh, the home safety, the work safety, the transportation safety. So that kind of goes uh, talks about uh, fire safety, food safety, identity theft, public safety. So a lot of different sa- people don't even think about it too much like oh okay yeah that's part of safety. Uh, ergonomics as part of being your work safety. And then the health and medical safety, and that kind of you know, I kind of break that down into like the, the cancer risks and the communicable diseases like t v or HIV, the drug resistance, obesity as being a safety issue, even prescription drugs being a safety issue, if people abuse it, so there's so many different varieties of safety. I literally could not possibly talk about everything in the book, but I do talk sure. about a few things, and so uh, that's the, the whole point is that people look at. Safety as the you know the, either the the ugly cousin or something that they just don 't really give him much attention, and that 's kind of a shame because you could be well off in every other aspect in life, but one split second of not being safe can ruin everything. you could be one hundred percent healthy, you could be a beauty queen, you could be uh, a bodybuilder, you could be world-famous celebrity, whatever it is, let's say you're texting in the car and you get into a tragic accident, Mm. everything's wiped out, everything. So now you're going to rehab, you're, you know, scarring, you're going through a lot of emotional pain. And so it's – and you might have – you might have lose your job because you can't perform it anymore. So people look at safety – and don't think about it as much. I mean, you'll never see someone go out there and say, oh, well, let me go buy a book on safety. Well, no, no, that's... A, I had to force it in the book because people had to at least give it a little bit of respect. And so I, I do I mention a few things. But the whole point of it and why it's connected is because you could be great in everything. You might be cancer-free, you might be completely healthy, but if you just don't take... Those safety measures and the simple safety measures, it could wipe out everything, and so that's why I thought it was pretty important to include that in my core life assets.
2: No, that's that's a smart one because it is one that we forget. I noticed I am right now in the middle of a downpour of snow and the roads are icy. I'm watching. And no offense to younger people, but younger than me, people, you know, driving on the icy roads and and using their cell phones. And I'm and I'm you know thinking, oh my gosh, you you need both hands on the wheel right now. What do Mm -hmm. you think?
3: Absolutely, and and these young people, and uh, and, and you know the, the, and the accidents, and it, there's a whole range of things that that can go wrong, and some things are in your control, some things are not in your control, and I mean, what are you going to do if uh, if a plane crashes? And then it's out of your control. It's not like something you can do with it. So you can't worry about it. And it's kind of a uh, a situation where it's out of your hands. But my emphasis is. To worry by the things that are in your control. So you can control texting. You can control certain things. And so uh, safety goes beyond just, you know, what good is it if you are eating well, but you're a heavy smoker? I mean, do right. you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, or, uh, so, you know, you can do certain things. Or if you're uh, lifting weights but eating bad food. Uh, so that, or you're or alcoholic. And so those are things that I, I kind of consider important. in The whole safety thing is that uh, you you can have really great assets, but if you don't take care of that safety component, you uh, are pretty much diminishing everything else.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. That's where we get that balance piece. We have to be paying attention to to all the pieces, or you know, we the, like I said, the stool topples over. Um, So I I try to live and recommend an understanding that that change is a natural part of life, and to embrace change, you have to let go of fear. And you recommend not living in fear. Is there a difference between these philosophies?
3: I think they're very similar, actually. I think uh, the bottom line is you cannot let fear control you. And I think that's sort of uh, what we kind of both are emphasizing is that uh, there's a lot of the fear of the unknown. There's fear of trying something new, fear of change. And we can't let fear become our dictator. We have to overcome that fear. And sometimes, uh, that can be the biggest uh, limiting factor in making change. So whether you're, uh, and I had to overcome it. I was, uh, going through, you know, I had some bad dietary habits back in the day, but then I improved. I actually overcame my fear of change and overcome some fear of going to the personal trainer. And so you have to make those changes and not be fearful, you know, not be conscious about uh, what other people think or fear oh, what are people going to say. And he had to overcome that. And so fear is something that it's self created. We create that in our own mind. It's not something that exists. It's not like, okay, I can touch it. I can feel it. It's all it's this thing in our brain. It's self-created. So we actually create our own obstacles with our own self-creation of fear.
2: And I do think it's unfortunately one that uh, trips up many people uh, in various ways uh, because it is ingrained, unfortunately, in our own heads at different points in our lives, and, and we can manifest it or we can get rid of it.
3: Absolutely.
2: Um, Excuse me. One of the things that I, as I was doing a a little research on you, of course, uh, it was a funny coincidence to me that you write about not only what and how much we eat as being important to our health, but also when we eat. And I have created a system describing these aspects of of health as well. And people can access that for free on my website, the on the quick links on the right, just click on when and what to eat for a, a quick free assessment. But I wanna I wanna compare some notes here. So okay. when when do you recommend people eat?
3: Well you know there's a lot of there's a lot of variances and uh and I think the bottom line is you have to eat it well but eat efficiently. What I mean by eating efficiently is uh eating it so that you're going to utilize those calories and it's not going to go to the wrong storage. So when you consume your calories, you want those calories to be used by your body efficiently. So for example, carbohydrates, when's the best time to take carbohydrates? Well, I mean, we know that's it's like it's fuel for the body and you you can break those down into simple sugars or uh complex carbohydrates and and you know, not to uh but, you know, we know the simple sugars get burned pretty quickly and the complex carbohydrates are stored, but they can be used and burned over time. So really it depends when, when you talk about when, it also depends on what kind of lifestyle you live. Uh, I kind of look at a professional athlete. Well, uh, uh, after they work out really intensely, they burn a lot. Usually what happens when you are doing uh, some intense cardiovascular workout, the body tends to burn the sugar first. And then the, after about 30 minutes or so, when they, the sugar stores are depleted, then it starts to get into those fat stores. And so when you're done with your workout, those sugars are depleted, and you need to re, um, replenish that. So when we talk about when, you know, sometimes carbohydrates after exercise are really good. Uh, and That helps replenish your body with some of the important carb carbohydrates. And in terms of breakfast, and that's some people are really bad when it comes to breakfast, but it's so important. It kind of it's it's like going on a road on empty. It's like going to life. You're starting your day in an empty uh, gas tank, and you um, know that's your car is not going to work efficiently without that full tank. And so you're leaving the house. You had a quick uh, uh, quick coffee out the door, but you know, the breakfast is so important. And when I look at when, there's uh, there's not only times a day, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but, you know, also the middle of the day. So breakfast, I feel, is pretty important. And I sort of kind of look at it in a tr- uh, upside-down pyramid where breakfast is sort of the, your, your most important in, uh, in terms of caloric intake and then lunch. And then actually dinner doesn't have to be as heavy. Un- unfortunately, many times our dinner tends to be the heaviest meal and breakfast is the lightest meal. So it's almost like... A- flipped pyramid so there's like you know you got one pyramid that's upside down which is what I uh, recommend but then you flip it around the other way dinner tends to be more heavy and why I look at it as being a little bit somewhat inefficient what do you do after dinner most people don't really exercise after dinner they go straight to bed and so what is all where do all those calories go you you know 2,000 calories where does it all go and most of the time your sugars are already pretty much replenished so that extra calories gets converted to fat so um, so I like to see I like to see the calories being utilized efficiently throughout the day, and so uh, I and then also when it comes and this came up when um, you know when I was going through this time where my sugars are starting to climb I'm like well why is this going how's this happening and I realized that I would be eating in small I would eat small meals or I mean, only a few meals but large meals. So what that was doing to my body was giving my body a huge sugar load, a uh, uh, glycemic index boost that my body couldn't handle, and so you had to kind of, kind of gauge that. Uh, and kind of not hit your body with the atomic bomb of all that sugar in your body at one time because it really kind of works your pancreas pretty hard, so you know having light snacks throughout the day actually helps curb appetite but doesn 't give you that big sugar boost at one time so i don 't know those are my, those are some of my perspectives i 'm sure you can add to that
2: no i lo- I love that in fact the the one that I would add is is I frequently talk about the body as a car like you were discussing, and to me, not only do we need fuel. In the morning, uh, and I agree, breakfast being probably the biggest meal of the day that I usually eat too, and I do love my breakfast foods, uh, but it also needs to be quality. If you put in that, you know that cheap clunky gas you're going to get cheap clunky energy from your car and i think it fits the same if you sit down to like you were talking about and we've talked about this before we've done a couple couple episodes about sugar you know if you if you have the the coffee and donut as you run out the door or or even some of these you know pre-made smoothie things that have you know 17 different sugars in them uh you're you're going to crash this is not going to be the 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 way to get through your day and have that energy all day
3: yeah, you're right, and, and unfortunately, sometimes people don't know what's in the ingredients. And I, I'm, I'm I'm the first to admit that you know several years ago I would think, oh, I'm eating quality oatmeal, I'm going to eat healthy, and little did I know some of these processed oatmeal has got a high sugar content, yeah, and 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 then and then I you said it right there, you go your body all of a sudden crashes, and you're like, how did that happen? And and little did I know that some of these quote-unquote healthy food are uh, very high in sugar, then I sort of convert it into the steel oats oatmeal. And so uh, and that's something I think, uh, you know, being aware and having people aware of what's going on with their diet and what's out there is very important because people don't know. And some of these labels out there don't really explain or sh- share that. Uh, you'd see a nice little heart sign, oh, that must be healthy. And <laughs> when you read the ingredients, sugar is 30 grams. <laughs>
2: I know, you, you practically need a, a, at least a master's degree these days to figure out the labeling. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're here today with uh, Dr. Sanjay Jain. You can learn more from him at sanjayjainmd.com, where you can also order his book, Optimal Living 360, Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Remember, we w- we're going to see if we can wrap this all up and come up with some great tips for you to go away with. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362.
1: Better than an apple a day, an online membership to the right plant. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition online membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier. Saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits. And with the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and write plan. RightNutritionPlan.com.
0: Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but nine out of ten pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at VoiceAmerica.RXSavingsPlus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362.
1: You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill.
2: Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about how to create balance in our lives so we can find optimal health. Normally here, I tell you about next week's show, but guess what? I don't know what it is yet. So if you have a topic you'd like to know more about, let me know on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at to Well at The Right Plan and next week will be a surprise. But of course, it will be fabulous because you, the listeners, are going to pick that topic. I do want to remind you that during the month of December, we're giving one lucky listener the sugar control detox program that starts in January for free. And listen to this. This is what you get. Lifetime access to the sugar-controlled detox materials, including 10 videos, PDFs of the cleanse, two meal plans, grocery list, a digital copy of the Naked Foods Cookbook, and transition strategies for the new normal you after the cleanse. Plus, you get to participate in the next group cleanse in January, which includes four live coaching calls with Margaret Floyd and Chef James over the course of four weeks plus private access to a Facebook group where other people will be following the same program and daily email support. This is a fabulous program, and one winner will get all of this for free. And there's lots of ways to enter. So just go to the therightnutritionplan.com, and on the right-hand side, you'll see the quick links, click on the giveaway tabs, and you'll find out how to enter to win the sugar control detox program offered by Eat Naked and Me. Last week, we had Margaret and Chef James on the show, so if you want to know more about the program and get a feel for how exciting it will be to work with them, Listen to the December 9th episode of Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill and learn how to transition to a sugar-free lifestyle. So, back to balance, though—that's what we're talking about today. So, let's put everything together about today. So, Dr. Jane, how does all of this information we've had today how does it help? How does it relate to creating overall balance in our life?
3: Well, I've introduced the core assets, and just to uh kind of quickly over the acronym ASPIRES. So what I would like to have the listeners do is to actually have an action plan and sit down and write some of these assets that they want to improve on. It doesn't have to be, it could be relationships, economic, whatever that they want to improve on. And start, and in, in, in the biggest challenge is, where do I start? We talked about fear, and that's the biggest part is fear. Where do I start? And what I like to tell people is start with the easiest thing first. And why do I say that is because it builds confidence. You're not, you don't have to climb a huge mountain and it's like baby steps. Start with the easiest action plan first and keep on continuing and knock these things out, get these things out of the way and get to the hardest that you think is going to be hard for you and then attack that. That way you feel like you have a sense of accomplishment. Hey, I did this. I can do more. And so when it comes to either nutrition, when it comes to anything in your life that requires safety attention, uh, if there's anything requiring uh, physical activity, those things you can write down and say, hey, these are things I need to work on. Either I can do it myself or I can get help. And so it's it's hard to, like, uh, Give this over the phone, or over, it's hard to kind of give this in terms of, okay, well, I know what your problem is or this problem. I'm empowering you, the listener, to sit down and write sh- what you think is important and take an action plan in terms of finding what you think you can conquer first, then move on to the next one.
2: So I'm going to phrase that uh, a little bit, and, and cr- definitely correct me if I'm wrong here, because uh, hopefully listeners have also read, you know, what I'm writing about too. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put it in um, an analogy of, of an article I wrote a while ago, and we're again we're looking, you're looking at the big picture in this action plan, so that you can write down and identify the big items that we need to focus on first maybe write some of those smaller details, but but making sure that we're really focusing on what we can individually do to realign and create that balance by understanding which things are most important. So we don't run out of time or energy to take care of those items. Am I saying that correctly?
3: (laughs) I think you said it well. I I, I appreciate uh, your, your input in this. I think that's been well said and I really, really sincerely hope that uh, your listeners can uh, take, Take away certain. Even if you take even one or two percent of it, it's great because we've actually helped people. And you know that's the whole point of this uh, is to uh, you know bring out awareness and and look at the big picture and try to see the connectedness, how things can connect. And you know when uh, you know you can have a great car, but if one thing's off inside that engine, you know it's not going to run correctly. So we want this. We want your life to be a well-run engine, a well-oiled machine, and uh, Kelly uh, is doing a great job with a program, uh, getting the message out uh, in terms of eating well and living well. And uh, I, I think uh, I think it's great, and I think uh, taking more energy and really looking at yourself in the mirror, or having someone else look at you and say, "Hey, these are some things," it's going to be very helpful
2: okay so listeners that is your plan of action this week is literally an action plan you're going to take the time you're going to think about your assets your safety Uh, your physical life, your intellectual life, your relationships, your economics, and your spirituality, and you're going to decide what to work on. Make that action plan, and you're going to be able to find that life and balance that Dr. Jane's talking about. Remember, that's what we're working on. We've been lucky enough today to have Dr. Sanjay Jane with us, author of the upcoming book, Optimal Living 360, Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Look for it in February 2014 from Greenleaf Publishing at Barnes & Noble or pre-order now at Amazon.com. You can also follow Dr. Jane on Twitter at Sanjay Jane MD or visit his website, Sanjay Jane Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Jane.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
2: Thank you. Okay, and don't forget, listeners, to enter to win a spot in January Sugar Control Detox Program with lifetime access to all the videos, PDFs, meal plans, grocery lists, digital copy of the Naked Foods Cookbook, Transition Strategies, daily email support, private Facebook group, four live coaching calls with Margaret Floyd and Chef James of the Eat Naked team. This is an amazing offer they're giving to you. One of the listeners of Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Just visit the right nutrition com. Click the Giveaway quick link on the right and enter to be a winner so you'll be starting 2014 in the healthiest, most balanced way. Remember, you can receive nutrition tips each week for free by signing up at therightnutritionplan.com or become a member at therightnutritionplan.com to receive similar nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. I want to thank Dr. Sanjay Jain again for joining us today. Be sure to visit his website, Sanjay Jane. MD.com. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y-J-A-I-N-M-D.com. And look for his upcoming book, Optimal Living, Smart Decision Making for a Balanced Life. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the MP3 at iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Next week, we'll discuss, well, whatever you, the listeners, decide they're interested in. Because when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week.
1: Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live well to eat well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan.